If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Duke Nukem, and when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast, episode 266 for October 5th, 2016. Uh, we don't have a lot of time today. It's, no. It is the, like, busy time. Of eye of the yeah. hurricane right yep, yep, now yep. with all the big holiday reviews, either uh, just completed the reviews here or we're knee deep in them or neck deep in them yeah. in certain cases, or they're imminently coming in and there's all sorts of yeah. prep. So we have a, a not a lot of time. Fortunately, not a lot of news. Because no. everything is just, just game release. Yeah. But a couple of things worth talking about. I actually wanted to start uh, just with a couple of plugs to get some housekeeping out of the way. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we haven't really reminded you of that no. in a little while. It's there. We're going to be doing cool stuff on it. We've uh, got some Let's Plays coming up with the Unlock crew. Yeah. Alana and I played a bunch of the opening couple hours of uh, Gears of War 4. Quattro. So, yes. yeah. Um, so those will be going up shortly. So YouTube.com slash IGN Unlocked as all one word there. Go subscribe to that. And one and of the videos has me unlocking things. Ooh, You'll have to watch them all to find out. Well, you, you have like a giant like Dungeon Master keychain. <laughs> you just can't get the Skeleton one door unlocked. Uh, so this is an interesting thing that's happening on iTunes now. If you've ever wanted to listen to the latest IGN news and reviews while you're on the go, instead of reading them, you now can with IGN Spoken Editions. On iTunes, IGN Spoken Editions are read aloud versions of our written coverage. If you are that lazy, <laughs> you can no, not oh, lazy. Oh, just I busy. am. I know you are. Oh, yeah. Our exactly. audience now. They're just, our audience is actually busy people. I subscribe. You're just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the IGN Spoken Editions are read aloud versions of our written coverage. These daily editions are free and available on iTunes now. So go and listen to the latest game reviews, movie reviews, news, comics. Uh, coverage conveniently on the iOS device of your choice and let us know what you think. Now when Marty says, did you read my review? I'll be like, yes. <laughs> I read it? listen to it. Not technically. Listen <laughs> I to will it. Lie. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Gears of War 4. I'm, uh, Marty, you are getting, you're getting about 60% of the way through it. Yeah, yeah, I just finished Act 3. I have finished it, so we've held this 
podcast's release, obviously, uh, for just a few extra hours to meet the review embargo Ooh. for Gears 4. So the final, final score isn't going to go up till launch because got to make sure those servers are yeah. going to work. But uh, everything's been smooth sailing so far on the pre-release servers. So I will say, spoiler-free, number one. I'm not, yes. not going to give away anything. I know the game's not even out yet. You guys are we going to record like an actual spoiler cast? We will do cool. that. Maybe at yeah. the end of next week's yeah. show. Once people, like, have, well, had, well, once people yeah, have had an actual chance yeah, to Yeah, we'll tack it. it on to the end. I like it. I'm not uh, playing until Thursday, so. Cool. Okay. We will, then we'll wait for you, Destin. <laughs> Thanks. But just in summary, I mean, my review is up on IGN. I, I highly encourage you to read it. It's much more detailed than mm-hmm. what I'm going to say here. But, um, Marty, I, I, the, the, when I finished it, and this isn't, any, this isn't a spoiler thing. This, I'm speaking purely in general terms. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there are specific things that yeah, go on. Yeah. But I, was really, uh, I really saw quite the parallel to Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. Where it was this, this trilogy that a lot of people love from mm-hmm. a little while ago. Not as long as Star Wars, obviously. But you know, now it's a new, new director, in this mm-hmm. case, The Coalition. Uh, and it's... Uh, a new generation of heroes. Yep. It's JD and Kate and Dell, but you've got the you've got uh, Marcus yeah. in, in uh, the game uh, playing the Han Solo role yep, yep, as far yep. as the mentorship. And I just I couldn't help but see and it, and it's a super fun like it kind of follows. Uh, there are, there are beats that will remind you yeah. of Gears One. Like it's uh, and again I'm speaking purely in general mm-hmm. terms in the sense of it kind of gets back to that. Gears One, a little bit of that survival horror vibe, yeah, where it's this new mysterious enemy that even the character, like not only we the players, but the characters themselves, like, what the hell like, is what this? is going yeah. on? What what is this? So I couldn't help but but think of of Episode Seven, but in a really good way because for me Episode Seven was I walked out of the theater with a huge smile on my sure. face and it was such a it was such a fun ride, and that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, about it's Gears a great four passing of the, the torch, and it's really a. Uh, it's a thing that has those elements that, that people who are diehard fans of the original trilogy, I mean, the original four games, I guess, with Judgment. Uh, poor are Judgment. Totally, yeah, poor Judgment. Even the Coalition yeah. kind of <laughs> writes off Judgment. Yeah. Uh, people are totally going to be like, oh, man, this is an awesome callback to this, or this is familiar, or this is an awesome parallel to this. Whereas I also do think this can be your entry point to the series. Yeah. It does a good job of getting you up to speed on what happened in those three games. I really like what now. the beginning, in, 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 again, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a really smart prologue tutorial. I like tutorial. the way that the game opens. Yeah. and sort of does bridge that gap yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. You, you compare Marcus to Han Solo, and I'm just really sad now because I never even thought about the possibility that anything I, like that could I happen. I told you I was speaking in, in but, general terms. But all know. bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it could happen. You, you are play the game spoiler-free. Yeah. You are spoiler-free. Yeah. And when I play it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, no, it's great. He like Marcus, Marcus has yeah. that awesome, like Han Solo in Force Awakens, it is that he's like sort of an old curmudgeon and yes. he has to hang out with these like three energetic kids. <laughs> and like when they're freaking out about something, he's like, well, I've seen this so much before. Like, what are you freaking out of? But it's just great because he's this old man who like, he just doesn't, he just wants to be left alone. He does. He's like, get he off to, my lawn. He, he likes, likes tomato gardens. Yeah. Um, and really his, his banter with JD and with all three of them actually is just really genuinely funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the banter. I love the the banter between the characters. The characters are genuinely likable. Yeah, well, really good, good voice performances yeah. too. Oh yeah, totally. I, I played a small portion of it, but since then I've just been like, you have nothing to worry about. Gears, you're going to have a blast. Yeah. Um, that's just my impression from the the IGN first stuff that we did. I I loved what yeah. I experienced. Yeah, the combat still feels just as fantastic as it yeah. did, did back in the day. It was really nice just pulling off active reloads and be like, oh, like my body remembers. It makes this. the same sound yeah, effect. Exactly. They didn't, you know, they didn't you, change. And when you clear all the enemies from an area, you still get the boing. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh. I love yeah. that. It's like kind of cheesy, but I really love it. Totally. Yeah. And, and you know, 
to be fair, I mean, I, this isn't a criticism, but I, I will say, if you were looking for Gears 4, new generation of Gears with a new developer to reinvent Gears of War, this is not that game. Mm-hmm. This, to me, feels like a game that was intentionally designed to say, hey, Gears of War fans, we know it's been a little while, and we know we're not Cliff Blazinski and Epic, but look, we can make a really yeah. good Gears game, see? Mm-hmm. And so the, if you're looking for... Again, for something totally reinvented, this is not that. No. This is a really good Gears of War game. Yeah, really a, good, gorgeous, I, fun, amazing, well-paced, polished Gears game. Yeah, by the the nine point two I have on it now, which mm-hmm. you know, honestly, I don't expect that to change, sure. barring a you know server disaster of, of yeah. the you know Battlefield Four Master Chief Collection yeah. kind of variety. <laughs> Actually, on those notes, on multiplayer. Uh, Marty, you you'd played Horde. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of Horde PAX. events. Yeah, and, and now I've played a bunch. And I mean, I've always loved Horde, right from Gears, you know, Gears two and three. Mm-hmm. And I, I I particularly loved it in Gears three when they added the tower defense yeah. stuff. And I the the evolution of that in this one is to me so smart, and it plays so well. Where you've got your, your mobile fabricator, your you know where you were the thing from which everything pops out that you can go build. And I love that you can put it anywhere you want, sort of set up wherever you want, and then uh, all the enemies drop these little, like, chits yeah. that float in the air, and you collect them all, and everybody has to deposit them mm-hmm. back in. Uh, you want to do that bef- if you die. Rounds, yeah. If you die, you lose. Those are gone. Yeah. So, and then it becomes a shared pool of resources from which you have to all decide, all right, what are we going to build? Yeah, and it's great. Certain character classes, uh, because there's five classes you choose from, certain ones yeah. uh, get double currency when you deposit. Yes. Certain ones, it only costs half to yeah. build something, whereas the other ones are more like active, uh, sort of action-based perks. Yeah, I think it's really cool how you can pull the, like, where you put the fabricator uh, is really strategic. You can put it all the way in the back so that it's much safer from the enemy waves, but you can also place it much closer to the front where it's uh, more susceptible to damage, but also much easier for you to build things on the fly mid-match, which definitely when you start hitting those, like, 10s and 20s and 30s, uh, you're going to need to start building things because those waves are super hard. Yeah, I got, uh, got, got hung up on wave 20, so not even super deep into it, but, man, yeah, it just... Again, the, those tweaks. I liked the uh, being the engineer because then I could, yeah. I, in place of my pistol, I had yeah. a little repair gun and yeah, I could repair cool. our yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that was uh, what I found. And then on the versus side, I mean, they just give you it's 10 maps, 10 seemingly mostly pretty good mm-hmm. maps, including, of course, you can't have a Gears game without gridlock. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Which, which uh, looks, of course, nicer than ever. And then, uh, and then plenty of game modes. A lot of them are either gear staples or things that have been worked well in other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was they have basically Call of Duty's gun game mm-hmm. where you have to you have to work through all the guns to yeah. get a kill with all the guns to win. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's just I really think if I just look at multiplayer in isolation in this generation, like what else? You know, you've got uh, Call of Duty out there, you've got Halo Five out there. What else? What Battle else are people playing? Titanfall. Battlefront. I mean, I think it's it stands up really well. The when you take the Horde and uh, versus, mm-hmm. it fits in nicely, and yeah. you know it's it's different than all those, and it's it, it feels yeah it's, uh, that's the big thing is it feels unique. different than everything else that's yeah. on the market. So honestly. I just you know I would say I would say bravo to the coalition for yep. for making an an excellent Gears of War game, uh, and I can't wait for everybody else to play it so yeah. we can talk more freely. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do full spoilers once it's out in the wild and once folks have uh, um, 
you know, got a chance to play through it and our thoughts on the actual story beats and everything. I'm Fantastic. excited to play more now. Yeah. Yeah, really and I suspect that Gears 4 will probably crack our Xbox One Top 25 list the next time we update Ooh. it. We just updated yeah, it. Like, missed it. I, the timing on these is kind of weird. There's yeah. never really a great time. Mm-hmm. We do it twice a year, a spring and a fall update. We just did our fall update. So games had to – we made the cutoff – Basically, the end of September. So, Forza Horizon 3 makes the cut, which we gave a 9.5 to, but Gears of War 4 does not make the cut. So Come February, yes. I think yeah. we'll be honest. Yeah. So, take a look. Uh, if you just Google IGN Top 25 Xbox One, you'll find it. There are eight new games yeah. that made, made the list this time. It's been a good, uh, it's been a good six months. Really, including a new number one, which I'm pretty sure you can guess what it is. But, uh, yeah, new number one, and then... A bunch, I have a couple in the top ten, and a lot in the a lot in the middle tier. Mm-hmm. Too the bottom of the list didn't change quite as much. And a nice mix of indie AAA. Yes. Yeah. So you'll update in spring, and then Mass Effect will come out, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope yeah. Mass Effect's good. Yeah. Let's hope yeah. it's good enough to yeah. make the list. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, have fun. Take a look at that, and of course, you'll tweet me and you'll comment uh, about how wrong we are about oh, which yeah. which game didn't make the cut. The most common one I'm hearing. Is uh, well, you know what? I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I'll let them. I'll let, I'll see if they throw their complaint on. Is the there pile. a common one? Was there missed? is a common one that uh, you know we like a lot, but just not quite enough to to crack the top twenty five with. Yeah. So when you're three years into a console, twenty five is not a lot of games. That's true. You're in, you're in rarefied atmosphere. <laughs> that is true. And one other thing, I just want to mention. I mean, it's it's a plug technically, but I, I actually think our audience will really genuinely be interested in this because I sure as hell was. I didn't know that our UK team was doing this, so I saw this on IGN when mm-hmm. everyone else did. Uh, the IGN UK team did an interview with the lead designer of Sea of Thieves. It is a two-page massive uh, feature, basically, split into questions. Like, well, what about this? And what about that? And it's it's called C- so just google IGN Sea of Thieves what the hell actually is this game that's the name of the article and it just answers a ton of questions about what you actually do that that goes well above and beyond mm-hmm. the stuff that we play you know that just that one 15 minute shipbuilding yeah. or ship shipbuilding ship uh, combat yeah. slice that we uh, that we played at E3, so yeah. uh, really, really encourage everybody to listen to that, or rather read that, or li- I guess listen to it on IGN Spoken <laughs> Editions. Is the person going to have an accent? If they don't have a British accent, I'm not. Oi, mateys! Yikes! That's that's my. I'm really bad at accents. <laughs> Whoa, oi, mateys! You know what? That's, that, that's English, right? That massive, no, you, you didn't even have an accent. You just said oi, mateys. <laughs> louder, American right? Accent. Yeah, I'm really bad at. And I'm not good at impersonations. That, uh, and, <laughs> You know, I think you're going to get that Mass Effect Andromeda gig <laughs> that we auditioned for on yeah. the air a few weeks ago. I really think your chances are good, Destin. Oh, that's really Sweet. Good. Oh, man. All right, that's it. Let's come right back. We're going to cover two notable news stories, and mm-hmm. that's it. And then talk, tell you what's out. We'll do a trivia and then get out of here right after this. All right, news. There isn't much of it because, mm-hmm. as we said at the top, everything's just it's all about video games and hardware. Marty, you're, uh, you're you're eagerly anticipating Mafia is out this Friday. Yeah, and so, so yeah, just a PSA. We are getting Mafia the day it comes out, and so uh, yeah, they did not send advance yeah, review copies, of that. which a lot of times that's a bad sign. We know that's not always the case because that happened Doom. with Doom this year, and Doom was awesome. Uh, and so yeah, I'll be playing that all weekend. I'll try to have uh, impressions up. 
by the end of the day Friday and then a full review nice. early next week. So um, I'm excited for that. Be keeping an eye out, keeping an eye out for that. But yeah. first, this is about as out of left field as left field gets. Yeah. I mean, this I thought you were joking when you told me this this morning. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely thought you were joking. Well, and then, and then I thought it was fake. <laughs> I saw this trailer, and I was like, I don't know if this is real, but I'm really excited because you have this toy on your desk. I do. And then the press release came in moments later confirming it's being a real thing. And that, friends, this is for all you OG Xbox fans such as myself. (laughs) Only 2001 kids are going to remember this. Uh, 2003, specifically. Voodoo Vince Remastered is a thing. Now, I'm going to stop you right here because I know all of you are like, you hate remasters, Ryan. We have said time and again, there's a reverse statute of limitations where something has to be of a certain age before mm-hmm. I become okay with I think a remaster. If you skip a generation, happening. I'm cool with that. Yes. Yeah. That is R- correct. Ryan has these caveats. And like, <laughs> Shut up, Justin. Like, like a one do as page. I say, not like, as I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, no, <laughs> I agree. Dude, it's been, this is, uh, yeah, you yeah. said 2003. That's 13 years. Yeah, 14 this, by the time it comes game, out. This game came out, yeah, t- in September of 2003. Voodoo Vince. I'm going to venture a guess here and say that 90-plus percent of the unlocked audience never played Voodoo mm-hmm. Vince. I don't think I played it. It didn't sell super mm-hmm. great no. when it came out. I mean, it was just not a big thing. We had a demo of it on the OXM disc. Uh, we, of course, you know, we played – I believe we gave it an 8.8 back in the day. So really, it was yeah. a really good platformer. We're going to find out if it holds <laughs> up. Hopefully, like Psychonauts, yeah. which is from around that same time – it will, but uh, yeah, a trailer popped up, and it is uh, coming back from the original creator. It's a gentleman named I'm going to probably torch his last name, and I'm going to apologize for this in advance. Uh, Clayton Kozlerik. That's, I hope. That's good. That's good. I hope. K a u z l a r i c. Nailed it. Let's go with it. Ryan nailed it. Thanks. I yeah. appreciate your sympathy, Destin. <laughs> uh, so. He says, I'm super excited to bring Voodoo Vince back. Backward compatibility was never possible due to the nature of our game engine, plus uh, meaning it was never backwards compatible on 360. But the ID at Xbox program got me thinking about publishing an HD remastered version independently, which mu- with much of the game rewritten from the ground up to run on newer hardware. The folks at Microsoft have been amazingly supportive of the idea. This is coming to Xbox One and Windows 10. Yeah. So the first thing I thought of was, I bet Phil Spencer had something <laughs> directly to do with this. And I say that because if you guys have seen uh, Unlocked 201, which was with Phil, mm-hmm. Seamus, and, and uh, Peter Moore, Phil told the story of how I had asked him, oh, what's, I, what's your favorite original Xbox game? And he said Voodoo Vince because he said he has fond memories. He played it with his daughters who were real young at the mm-hmm. time so it, it seemed to be near and dear to phil's heart so phil i know you're listening and i i'm gonna venture to guess to say that you had something <laughs> something to do with this because who would have ever thought this would happen marty i legitimately so i thought it was fake i thought the trailer was fake and then all of a sudden i look and i'm like well like the texture looks really good on voodoo because voodoo <laughs> Vince is this like you know it's a voodoo doll so yeah. he's got like stitching and and, and patterns and mm-hmm. and textiles on them and you look at it i'm like oh this looks really good like if this is fake someone did a really good job uh sure enough it's real so all that matters now what's next blinks 
Get blades <laughs> back. Get that realistic. You fur. listening, Phil? You get fur. You get a realistic vacuum physics. Is the original creator of that pining for to remake it on Xbox <laughs> Nathan One? Nathan Bella already said he would do it. Did he That's play true. that he one with say, his daughter? Maybe. <laughs> he the, played uh, it with his actual cat. Oh boy, I can't remember the developer's I absolutely name. Absolutely can't. But I know it's a Japanese developed game. Really? Yes, because I remember the creator coming into OXM, coming into our office on a press tour at one point. Turns out it was uh, from software's Miyazaki song. Wow. <laughs> and afterwards, he decided to do Dark Souls. <laughs> it, it, it paved the way. Yeah. It got really dark after that. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I got I to gotta look this up now. Um, no, not. I, I like this. And also, this coming out now makes sense again because, like we've said, sort of in that era, 2003, 4, 5, was the death of the 3D character platformer along with Psychonauts. Uh, and yet now we have this resurgence with Ukulele coming next year and Psychonauts being rebooted and Hat in Time. Uh, so I think it's really cool. And yeah. I think that, that this is coming at a good time. Mm-hmm. My memory has not completely failed me. It was Miyazaki. Art- <laughs> <laughs> that would be Marty's memory. Yeah, not okay, okay. Artoon. Artoon, A-R-T-O-O-N. Artoon is the original developer. That, that information existed somewhere, but it was inaccessible. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was right. It's, the director is a gentleman named Naoto Oshima. And uh, with, yeah, with a full, it's, it's a Japanese development team. All right. Made Blinks the Time Sweeper. Yeah. Nice. Bring him back. Both of them. I wonder, I wonder what that guy's been up to. So we need to hunt him down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert all the news team's resources into you- finding... You click his name in Wikipedia, <laughs> and he's just like, hey, if anybody wants to remake Blinks, please contact me. It's his home address and email. <laughs> I really want to work on he it. He does have a, uh, a Wikipedia page. Japanese artist and former Sega employee who is best known for his original character designs of Sonic the Hedgehog and Dr. Eggman. We know him yeah. as the creator of Blinks the Time Sweeper. <laughs> so I guess you may have done the, done the iconic design of Sonic the Hedgehog. But. After leaving Sonic Team, Oshima formed an independent game company called Artoon. There he went on to work on such games as Pinobi. I remember Pinobi. Like really? You do? Yeah. You actually yeah. do? Yeah. I don't. Uh, was it any good? I believe it was a Game Boy game. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I could click on it and find out. Then we're just going Humble deeper beginnings. down the well. Humble beginnings. Yeah, Blinks... Blinks the Time Sweeper, and in 2004, the sequel, Blinks 2, or probably, yeah, Blinks 2, Masters of Time and Space. In 2010, Artoon was absorbed into AQ Interactive. Rip. That same year, he and other key members of Artoon left to form Arzest. <laughs> we'll go deeper down that. <laughs> Computer and video game company uh, based out of Yokohama, Japan, founded in 2010. They have 80 employees. Well, that's what have they to... made? We play. What? <laughs> really? All right, which might be one of the best-selling games of all time because it came with a Wii remote. Yeah. So uh, Wii since then, it's been... Uh, That's really funny. It's been DS games and iOS games. All right. Them. I mean, There's also... So he's still also, out there. That man's probably rich because of Wii Play. Yes. It sold so many copies just because it came with a... It was the, the easiest way to get a Wii but remote. Yeah. did... Did they? Did was that just a contracted game they did for Nintendo? <laughs> and Nintendo made all Nintendo the money. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's unfortunately what was probably the case, given that that was a first party yeah, game, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. that's sadly how those things tend to go. Anyway, yeah, Blink, uh, not Blinks, Voodoo Vince. <laughs> we're getting ahead of myself. Voodoo Vince coming yeah. back. I remember it being really fun. I'm going to be eager to play it again. And yes, I do have the original Voodoo Vince plush yeah. doll that was just sent out to media. Still on my oh, desk after nice. all these years. Every six months, we got a remaster of, like, Stubbs the Zombie. Of stuff that's Force on my desk? And, yeah, <laughs> we just totally go down the line. Yeah. We already got Grim Fandango. That's yeah. true. Killer Instinct was the kickoff. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, now, Phil Spencer. Well, that's not a remake. Speaking of the boss man, he 
talked some Scorpio stuff that I thought was interesting. I wanted to read you from the IGN story and get your guys' reactions. I'm going to lean Destin's way because I feel like I'm ignoring him too much. No, it's okay. I'm tired today. (laughs) In an interview with NZ Gamer... I'm going to guess that's New Zealand Gamer. Because he was down in Australia. Interesting. Oh, okay. He's also on our, actually, on our pub, the the pubcast. Is it called the pubcast? The IGNAU yeah. pubcast. So give it a listen. It's with uh, Lucy mm-hmm. and Luke Riley. Yeah. yeah. So in an interview with NZ Gamer, Spencer said, Microsoft designed the Xbox One S and Scorpio in parallel and, quote, thought about the price performance of what we wanted to hit with the Scorpio relative to what we were going to be able to do with the S. As such, Microsoft aims to offer the consumer, quote, a good price continuum so people wouldn't look at these two things as so disconnected because of the price delta. So if I can translate, tell me if I'm nuts here, guys. I believe he's saying we're not going to have a $300 Xbox One S and a $600 Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be close-ish in price. Spencer went on to say that he thinks... The Scorpio, quote, will feel like it's a premium product, a premium console, and not something, anything more than that. Because of this, the Xbox boss said that people shouldn't be, quote, worried that this thing is going to be unlike any console price you've ever seen. Hey, the 3DO was 600 bucks, right? Yeah. Just, we just did a feature adjusted for inflation, all the console prices. Oh, that's such a great idea. Odyssey, and some of them are like, over, I think the 3DO is over 1200 bucks. I now. totally, wow. <laughs> Neo Geo, I'll bet, was yeah, up yeah. there. The Neo, Neo Geo games were 200 hundred dollars each in like 1993 but to be why did that thing work they weren't very good <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway uh oh so shouldn't be worried that this thing is going to be unlike any console price you've ever seen as they quote didn't design it that way he also highlighted the different hard drive size options currently available for the xbox one s and how that product line is a good indication of what can be expected from the company going forward translation the Scorpio will be offered in different hard drive mm-hmm. sizes, probably. Mm. Although I hope the, the smallest one is one terabyte because 4K games have massive effing texture file sizes yeah. and thus massive game file size. I mean, you, you think 50 gigabyte games are bad now. 4K could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. A so, lot more hard drive space. I mean, it'll probably launch at 399 to 499 I think those are the two price points that they would have to launch at, right? So, meaning... Uh, the smallest hard drive at three ninety nine is that is that what you're saying? Probably, then, but see, then I, the one you want probably four ninety nine. That's I agree with yeah. you completely. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's I just don't think. Actually, let me finish the let me finish because the, then the, all their so, marketing material can be like Xbox Scorpio starting at three ninety nine. Exactly. Spencer also spoke to whether or not Xbox Scorpio will have a four K Blu ray drive, uh, and he goes on to say more or less say yeah probably mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, I agree completely with mm-hmm. you, Destin. I. I think three ninety nine. I think they just have to. Marty and I, you were talking yep, yep. about this. You, were, you and I were rode down. We were in a car together, mm-hmm. trapped. You were trapped with me. Terrifying. <laughs> you couldn't tuck and roll at sixty miles an hour. Can't believe I made it back alive. You are still here. <laughs> Not all of you. Oh no. A piece of you never it's made it back. Down <laughs> <laughs> But I just think it would be. It doesn't matter how powerful it is. It when you're the you're the second place guy. Buy a lot still. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, that's just the market reality. You just you it's it can't be a penny more mm-hmm. than the PS4 Pro is. They can't. You know, it doesn't matter how pretty they can be. Like, it's great, but consumers go, well, yeah, but I'm happy with this thing. And yeah, there's yeah. This more. It's got to. It's got to you price need, match. You need to say these are the same price, but ours is more powerful. Exactly. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. got to offer 
more for the same money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 399 is sort of that sweet spot Sony's proved it this generation with uh, the PS4, with that's the fact the, the starting PSVR is 400. Yeah. That 399 price tag is like, that's sort of the divide between like, well, it's a lot of money, but I'll buy this and the 499, which is like, oh, this is 500 bucks. It's a, like the premium. Yeah, I mean, look yeah. at, look at uh, you know, the last time that a company went, well, it's worth the higher price. Mm-hmm. That happened to Sony with the PS3. <laughs> ah, Kaz. <laughs> and how, look how that went. Yeah. And that was after they were coming off the historically successful PS2. PS2. And yeah. they went, it's worth the premium. Get a second yeah. job. And people yeah. went, no, I'll yeah. buy a 360 yeah. instead. So There were other problems with that, that particular well, sure, console. But I'm just drawing yeah. the parallel. But I know what you're saying. It's a cautionary yeah. tale for the Scorpio. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So uh, I don't we'll think see. There's no way Microsoft <laughs> messes up. With their messaging with Scorpio, they've done a fantastic job already. They've Just done it. You're right. Continue going on that route. Don't do what they did with the PS3. Well, Don't do what you did with the launch of the Xbox One. And to and that exact, they, they've point, learned those lessons. Right. I think yeah. to that exact yeah. point, it's Phil Spencer's Scorpio yeah. now. Yeah, it wasn't Phil Spencer's Xbox One. That was Don yeah. Matrick and Co's Xbox One. So I yeah, and I've said all along. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what Phil Spencer's Xbox looks like, and that's what this thing yeah. is. I mean, to an extent, even the the Xbox One S mm-hmm. is, you know, that falls. He gets credit or blame for that. In this case, credit because they did a hell of a job mm-hmm. on yeah. the Xbox One S. So, yeah, I agree with you, Destin. I think Phil will make the gamer. He's a smart guy who will make the gamer f- first choice rather yeah. than the entertainment first or mass market first he'll make the core gamer based decisions and that's going to mean a 399 starting price yeah i i have no interest in the pro like it does it's not for me no like there's nothing there that i need but if, this the marketing they've right. done already I mean, that being said, we like, don't know I'm what this is yet to be fair. true other than a, other than a 4 native capable six yeah. teraflop box yeah, yeah that's but what it, we, and, and vr capable sure yeah those are the things we know about yeah. it but to me ter- six teraflops doesn't mean anything because i'm an idiot so i just want to see what it looks like yeah that is fair yeah yeah that's i mean it needs to look good and it needs to have cool games i mean the obvious stuff to me that is the difference between – and this is going to be probably misinterpreted as a fanboy statement, but whatever. I don't mean it that way. You know, if I, if I didn't already have a PS4, yes, I would buy the PS4 Pro. Even though I don't have a 4K TV, mm-hmm. I would sort of future-proof myself yeah. a little bit and yeah. take, take whatever little advantages are offered for non-4K displays. But I already have a PS4. Mm-hmm. And so the PS4 Pro isn't, in a, isn't a big enough step up for me to, to yeah. want to buy one. Especially with the HDR being added to PS4. Right, like that, that's, that too, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. The existing uh, owners get that for free. Whereas with the Xbox, I already have an Xbox One, but there, this appears to be enough of a leap uh, that I'm very interested in getting a Scorpio, even though I already have an Xbox One, because yeah. this seems to be a substantial enough jump. I mean, you're right, Marty. I mean, we don't actually yeah. know yet. Yeah. But from what they've been saying so far and leading everybody to believe mm-hmm. so far, I'm much more interested in... Investing. In yeah, I'm excited to see how their how Microsoft's uh, <clears throat> sort of big coming out party like this compares to the uh, Sony event that you were at last month. Yeah, um, in New York. Yeah, I think there's a lot they can learn from that. Can't wait. Wonder mm-hmm. when it'll be. Probably, I'm going to guess like pre E3. Yeah, I think they'll do a event May. before E3. Probably. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, right on the nose. I feel there. like they don't want to bog down because the, the event is ultimately probably going to be a little dry just because you are going to be talking about specs and everything. Yep. And so I feel like at E3, you want to do games, games, games. That is yeah, very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, everybody wants to be Apple and have their own event for their own new thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a reality of yep. of all business now, of all it's technology. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you get everybody paying attention to just you mm-hmm. instead of sharing the spotlight with them. It's smart if it's a good event. Well, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. It is the yeah. risky run. Yeah. It is the risky run, which the, you know, the Xbox One reveal event is case in point for how it can yeah. not go well. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are nearly out of time because we all have to get to other meetings and other projects. So quickly, Marty, yes. Marketplace Report, then we'll yep. do – in fact, maybe we'll even skip trivia and just save it for next week. Cool. Uh, at retail, we have Rocksmith 2014 Edition Remastered for $40. What? What? I think it's just <laughs> everything. Because they, they've been continually adding oh, to so that. So I think it's just sort of – Game of the year. More or less, so, yeah. I believe. And then we also have Mafia on Friday. Um, yeah. For 6 bucks. Thank you for uh, Yeah, check out all weekend. We'll have uh, coverage. Digital, we have uh, Castles for $5. Happy Dungeons, which is free to play. Necropolis, which is $30, which is a uh, co-op, cartoony-looking Dark Souls-y game. Yeah, cool. uh, I watched Jose play this for an hour at an event we were at. And, it, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of appeal mm-hmm. to this game. Yep. And he wasn't even playing it co-op. I could see how it would be oh, even, nice. yeah. even better in co-op. Very cool. Uh, Axiom Verge for $18 that uh, came out last year on various consoles. It's an 8-bit-inspired Metroidvania. Uh, Cool game. And then Zenith for $20. I I might might have to pick up Axiom, actually. Um, It's cool. One more. Uh, Oh, also King's Quest Chapter 4. Oh, they're still making those games. Uh, King's Quest Chapter 4. There's Snow Place Like Home. Yes. How about that takes place in an Arctic climate? Love it. Uh, that's ten bucks, or it, probably free if you have a uh, the season pass, pass thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then of course uh, on the marketplace, there's a free trial of Recore, which I think that's great. The first thirty minutes or the first hour, I believe you're correct. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. I think um, it's the first half hour. So yeah, check it out. Also, until November first, there's a free playable demo of Outlast Two. Nice. I'm assuming it's the same thing we've covered at events, but it's pretty cool. It's sort of a tone so. piece for the game, real spooky, real mm-hmm. pretty. Um, and then Lost Odyssey is now back. It's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Speaking I'm of cult really classics excited. like yeah, Voodoo Vince, yeah, it's a good week if you're a fan of cult classics. Classic yeah, Xbox game. There's a lot of reading in it. Yeah. <laughs> the writing's good, though, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, October Games of Gold. Super Mega Baseball, extra innings all month long, which is evidently a very good baseball game. Just not oh, major league I licensed. Polygon yeah. was one of their Game of the Year nominees wow. when it came out, so they really like it. Um, then The Escapists, which is the uh, 16th through the 15th of November on Xbox One. And then MX versus ATV Reflex for the first half of the month. And yep. I Am Alive for the second half of the month. Good stuff. Uh, 360 games. All right. We're going to get on out of here. We'll, we'll get back to trivia next week. I know, Destin, you're frustrated because you wanted that. Why did I even show up today? I know. (laughs) Unless you were confident in the end, I know the answer. You do? I knew this one, too. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's just do it. Are we? (laughs) Sorry. Well, we're we're looking at it, so fine. Okay, okay, real quick. Vincent Harris is our winner this week. He gets a free game. In honor of Mafia 3 dropping this Friday, which of these four games about mobs about the uh, mafia life about and mobster life was not originally not originally for an xbox platform in other words it came to it later mm-hmm. so uh, was it the godfather the game mafia one the godfather the game two or mafia two so you guys both confident i i definitely knew this one yeah uh so my, your car i'm confident, not already, confident not confident destin yeah. what do you think i'm gonna go i'm gonna oh man i feel i feel like it's either mafia one or godfather like, I feel like it came out on one of the other platforms and then Xbox. What do you think? I'll go with Mafia, just because Mafia's coming up. Okay. Marty? Uh, yeah, that's right. Mafia came out a couple yes. years early on PC. You are indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I reviewed the port, the Xbox port, when mm-hmm. it came to Xbox later. Yeah, I remember not having a gaming PC and being like, I want to play this game. And then two years later. Like, the port was really good, yeah. actually. Marty, I'm only two points behind. I thought I was doing much worse. That's because uh, you trick Ryan into sending me off on all sorts of tricks. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> totally works. Boom. I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the year yet. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. 
All right. If you want to win an Xbox game, send your Xbox trivia question. Include four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email to unlocked at IGN.com. Sign up for IGN Prime to keep our lights on Mm -hmm. and keep the ads off of your IGN experience. IGN.com slash Prime. It's $30 for the year. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. You, of course, uh, know about the Gears of War 4 review, and Mm -hmm. I mentioned the other stuff at the top of the show that you should definitely be checking out. Uh, what's yeah? Watch Dogs Two is our IGN first, which yeah. Marty is uh, kindly yep. handling personally. Yeah, so, so we have check uh, out all mission reveals, a big preview. We're gonna making up stuff all through the month. Go to go.ign.com/slash/watchdogs2. Mm. Marty, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Mafia Three impressions over the weekend, and then uh, I guess if you're at New York Comic Con, look out for Sean and Alana. They're both yes, that's right. Yeah, say hello. That's all why weekend. they're not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, say hi to them if you see them in New York. Destin. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at IGN, uh, my role's definitely changed a lot. I'm more of a facilitator, just making sure that we're trying this new news product right now. We did tried it with Portal, and uh, we're doing a new uh, video coming up soon for a movie product. Uh, kind of excited about that. Nice. And, uh, of course, then after work, I, I, that's when I get to play video games now. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, irony. Yeah, check me out on twitch.tv slash Destin channel. I was up way too late trying to get Fran through the raid, and I'm tired today. <laughs> yeah. Didn't well, go well. At least if, if it's. With your boss, you have an excuse to drag he's yeah, also gonna be tired, the next so. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, as always. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.